Right now, guys, Hassle Cattle Company is offering an awesome discount for DNVR listeners. You guys can buy three, get one free on their flank steaks. These taste incredible. Uh, they're awesome to cook up any time of the week, any day of the month. Um, very flavorful, and Hassle Cattle Company is discounting them for you guys, for DNVR listeners. Buy three, get one free on those flank steaks. Of course, Hassle Cattle Company has everything else that you could possibly want. They've got the best Wagyu beef around. Make sure to use code DNVRFLANK at checkout, DNVRFLANK, to get that buy three, get one free deal. Of course, you can also save 10% at all times when you use the code DNVR10 off of your entire order. Uh, so again, check out Hassle Cattle Company, HassleCattleCompany.com. Get that buy three, get one free deal for their flank steaks with the promo code DNVRFLANK. They're only $9.99 a piece, so super affordable. And then use code DNVR10 for 10% off your entire order. What is up, everybody? And welcome into the Losers wah, Lounge. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Game one, Losers Lounge. Just uh, what we do, baby. Okay. Tradition we do. unlike any other. It's what we do, baby. This is what we do. We lose game one. Yo. Game we go one, seven. dude. Game one is for suckers and losers. Is for suckers, yeah, who man. wants to win game one? The Suns, <laughs> apparently, a bunch of suckers. They don't, they, that shows you their playoff inexperience. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris Paul falling right into our trap here. <laughs> um, lot, so much to get to. I mean, game ones are always interesting because they really are a feel-out game. You kind of see, like, okay, where are the strengths, weaknesses? What are the adjustments teams are going to do? And there was a lot of that in this game to get to, and it makes game two even more interesting. But first, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to download it. How, how did we do tonight? We did no good. Oh, no, I did, did good. I got Michael Porter threes. I got yeah. the yoke threes. Yeah, we got, got that. That was, pretty much that was pretty that much was it. Pretty we didn't much get the Monte it. Morris bet. Ooh, Monte Morris. We, Monte we missed pretty, pretty bad on that one. To be I, fair, he missed. He missed right. really yeah, bad he was, It was a good bet. It was atrocious. It was a good tonight. bet on paper. Terrible. Yeah, he was atrocious. There's a lot to get to, but thankfully I got the squad here. I got the man with the wind in his hair. Uh, I definitely didn't hit that uh, Nikola Jokic and Devin Booker to both score 30 points. Yeah, that would nope, You nope. called it. It was a sucker bet. A sucker bet. I completely. got suckered. Yeah, I got well, absolutely suckered. what happens. I got D-Line over here. What's up, guys? Look at me. Unbothered. <laughs> You're not that unbothered. Well, I'm a little bothered, but I'm not like, I'm actually like in the larger storyline, unbothered. They sensed that they were going to ruin your night. They only disturbed your night. Well, <laughs> I I mean, I told anybody that would listen, we were going to lose this game. You did tell everybody that. We're gonna Maybe lose this you game, brought dude. the negative energy. Is that why they lost tonight? Because of your negative energy? Probably. Yeah. But the, the good thing is, is that they're going to follow my energy and then Ooh, win in seven. You're, you're going to have some good energy. Over here, I got Superstar Dev. I just don't like how how the Nuggets go into game ones. I just I really don't it really like it sucks. at all. <laughs> it, it's brutal. Like, and I mean, that has to be the ne- like the next step for them is to like go in <laughs> with some type of game plan. I, do, I just don't like how it's just like a we'll see what happens. Type it's a shit. total. It's how they always go into it of just a hey, let's test the perimeter fences. Look, they win. They win a lot of series, so maybe you have to hand it to them. But they do test a lot of. I, I put this out at Twitter at halftime. I'm like, it felt like Denver tried everything they gave the smorgasbord to start this game like we're gonna go a little post up we're gonna a little pick and pop here we're gonna all over the board we're gonna play through the aaron gordon in the post yeah, we're gonna yeah, do yeah. everything and it was almost just like you're taking notes like oh here's how they guard that here's yeah. how they guard that then you think in the second half that's when they're gonna really get, no is that the second <laughs> half that did not happen you, you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of in boxing there's the guy that's just like taking all the punches early on he yeah. looks Boy. like he's way out of it 
um and and he's just like basically like sizing you up trying to figure out when he's gonna finally make his move Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, I thought um, you were gonna say it reminded you of a relationship you were in, in oh. and a first date that you were on in the relationship. Oh, I mean, I've had some some very rough ones that yeah, they ended up starting to get better. So I was once in a relationship. <laughs> like, it, it probably it probably ended abruptly when you tried to st- start to feel it out. Yeah, especially if you get blown out in the first night. Like I don't know. You gotta tip your hat to Phoenix. Are we still I mean, talking about a date. Yeah, I know. We're we're really far afield here. Um, you have to tip your hat to Phoenix. I mean, look, I think the Phoenix Suns are a fantastic basketball team. They just really top to bottom have so many good players. And tonight, it's funny, man. The job that uh, you know Denver collectively did, and Austin Rivers in particular did on Devin Booker, I thought was fantastic. He only gets twenty one points tonight. He does shoot eight of twelve, but I don't think he shot eight of twelve because. You know, like he didn't want more than 12 shots. I thought he shot 8 of 12 because he was very well yeah, contained for the most part outside of a couple really brilliant shots and brilliant playmaking. Even Chris Paul, I thought Denver did a decent job on him early in the game. And then you have Mikael Bridges going off. You have Jake Crowder mm-hmm. going off. You even have Tory Craig knocking down shots. You think it's a little bit of the whack-a-mole where it's like, okay, we got the guys that we thought we needed. And then Mikael Bridges has a career night. They're just a good team, man. No, they are. And they can hurt you from a lot of different angles. Like, I'm with you. It felt like Devin Booker really wanted to be the hub of everything Phoenix did and was looking for his shot. And, you know, if he was cut off from three, he was trying to penetrate to the rim. And Denver did a really good job on him. Austin Rivers got called for a couple bad fouls. But I think, just generally speaking, he, he did a really good job on him. But you just are late on one rotation or you yeah. mess up one thing defensively and they Jay make Crowder hits a three. Mikhail yeah. Bridges hit a, hits a three. You can't do that against this team. Yeah. Phoenix is one of those teams that is kind of like um, like Nuggets, actually, where you're, you're so focused on one guy and you want to slow down one guy. But if the other guys get going and, and they're in a rhythm and they're in a zone, there's no answers on how to slow them down. When you have Mikel Bridges that has a monster night, you have um, Jay Crowder that like he's his he confidence threes. his confidence is super high. He's also like an energy type of player. Three he's hitting all of those threes. It just makes it really tough for them to like try to key in on a guy. And then Aiton has a monster game, and you're like he's not a player that that has those type of games. So like the Nuggets come in with a game plan, but. When people are making shots, like, you have to just go away from that. And I thought Denver's defense in the first half, I mean, the second half is the story of the game, but I thought Denver's defense in the first half was very good, especially that first quarter. There was rotations, there was poise, there was intensity, there was rebounding, some really great rebounding all around. And I just thought, okay, Denver's a little bit dialed in here, they're handling it. But even in that first half, Denver had, I put this on Twitter, they had two or three, maybe four possessions where I was like, that's elite defense flying around. Shot clock at two. Somebody has to heave it up, and then they hit it. Like Portland or Phoenix just kept hitting these shots, and you're you're kind of like, oh man, Denver's yeah. playing great. They'll regress, but what regressed was Denver's defense. I was so <laughs> confident the Nuggets were going to win this game throughout the whole first half mm. and, and at halftime as well, and then they just didn't come out of halftime with that same defensive focus, and it well, killed them. Well, here's where I want to go with this, and this kind of gets us into our player breakdowns now. And I want to start obviously with Nikola Jokic because to me. Maybe I'm seeing what I was worried about seeing coming into this, and that is fatigue from Jokic. You he know, looks, he did. Look the tired, number one man. thing about Jokic, with you know, people look at it and they think, oh, Austin Rivers has been playing well, Fox has been playing well. The thing that's none of those guys don't do is create like possessions. 
Jokic doesn't get to take any possessions off. He has to do so much table setting. And I thought in that third quarter, you know, even in the third quarter, Denver's playing well. In fact, they built a lead to start the mm-hmm. third quarter, and you think they're looking great. Jokic front ends a three-pointer, front ends a, a free-throw line jumper, front ends another one of those, turns it over off of a lazy play, gets offensive rebound, those right at the rim. You think, oh, this is where he tips it in, misses those. And I just thought, yeah. and you're watching him, and he looks a little slow. Then defensively, they're getting actual broken down where they weren't getting broken down in the first half they're getting broken down i thought some of that at least was was him you know on rotation so to me that would be my number one concern is in the portland series i thought Jokic looked tired in game four in game five and even in parts of game six Mm -hmm. and now in this one he looked tired again and denver just can't no matter what help else happens denver can't survive Jokic if he's not mvp caliber and he wasn't in the second half yeah he Fatigue definitely played played a factor, and he didn't look like himself at all today. Um, just uncharacteristic misses from him. Um, things that are clearly like automatic. He's an automatic type of player that, you know, when he goes in his back for this move, he he has a counter. He knows exactly what to do. Um, if Aiden cuts off one thing, he you know he he usually knows what to do. This one he's leaving him short every single time. He's missing like layups that he typically dunks like now that we've like seen him become more athletic he's dunking those like fast break or he's moving too fast type of plays and we're not seeing that from him then on the defensive end he was he was pretty lost tonight he was it wasn't even like he was just lost he just no effort yeah he wasn't Uh, the effort layups are going by like modern day defense um getting outworked we don't see that from him like we typically don't see that for him so I mean, we have to go into fatigue, and then it's game one. We, we know that he's going to be a locked-in like player for game two, and maybe that just goes into his mindset of, I got outplayed in the first game. Let's like start to play harder. Yeah. yeah. Here, here are the numbers on Yokes. First half, 15 points, 7 of 11 shooting. Uh, second half, 7 points, 3 of 12 shooting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, the, the funny thing is in the first half, the Nuggets were – completely in control like the they look like the better team the phoenix the suns sure. kept Handling. using like miraculous plays to come back to even like get to even or in close within striking distance and yeah. you know the third quarter strikes again the, the nuggets just stopped they just started jacking up a bunch of threes it was like super yeah. chaotic they got was, stagnant they settled they totally settled they, they were kind of yeah. feeling themselves and they they took their foot off the gas but you know Whatever, and it I think it's be. just honestly with with regards to Jokic, I really do think a lot of it is just there are possessions. It's not that you necessarily get to take them off. It's just that you don't have to do everything right. every time. Then you run a, a little pick and roll. Murray has it. And you get out the lane and you get ten seconds to yourself where you're kind of like, oh sweet. I mean, Dad, you know this. You're playing pickup, man. And sometimes you see your teammate cook and you're like, oh thank God, I'm tired. <laughs> I didn't want to have to do anything this position. I, I might not even get back on defense. And, I, <laughs> and that's the problem with it being Murray, Barton, Dozier. You know, your three guys, Faku had a lot of really great plays tonight and a really great, th- but the play that sticks out the most to me was his layup at the rim that just yep. missed. And you're like, that's the problem is every team knows that the guards that are running pick and roll are not a scoring threat. And tonight, Monte Morris wasn't that either. And it right. just puts so much pressure on Jokic to generate looks. So and brutal. He just ran out, of, ran out of gas. I mean, that's the thing, like, in the closeout of the Portland Trailblazers, it was like, the emergence of Monte Morris to be that running mate alongside. and Austin Rivers, yeah, but like mostly Monte Morris, yeah, like yeah. Do, running that two man game, hitting his shots, you know, running the pick and roll. And like Monte Morris was a disaster, yeah. <laughs> he was minus 28. He like, didn't even close the game, he scored which two we points, would have been uh, an absolute guarantee. Coming he scored two points. I mean, so like, you know, if you want to 
take any kind of silver linings, it's like, yo, I mean, we got nothing out of Monte. We're not going to get nothing out of Monte moving forward. I mean, that, and that's like kind of where the, the wheels fell off. And once they fell off, it's like the Nuggets were like, yo, I don't, I mean, what, it's yeah. game one. I can't tell if I'm more concerned with Yoke's fatigue because it's a game one, like, or if I'm not worried about it because it needs to get like back into a rhythm after a few days off. After I don't even series. think it's a few days off. It's in the intensity. I mean, look, it's not a surprise that Jokic did not look fatigued in game six. A must, you know, a closeout sure. game and in some ways a must win. And then in game one, it dis Denver had game one intensity tonight. I think Phoenix had game one intensity too. Yeah. I don't think Phoenix came, you know, that crowd gave them some energy yeah. as they, yeah, as the it third quarter up. when they started hitting shots. They're like, yeah, all right, they here got we go. Energy, but yeah. I don't think well, this didn't, well, like Phoenix didn't come out looking desperate or hungry. Tonight. No, it was just a good no. matchup. And then when, the you know push came to shove. Nuggets kind of just were like, we don't have it tonight. Yeah, um, the Nuggets definitely had game one Monday energy. <laughs> Monday night energy. <laughs> man, the bar man was popping tonight. It's such a it's, you always wonder like, what's it gonna be like? What's the energy? And it really is Monday. And when you get here inside this building, everybody's chanting and there's energy. You forget it's Monday. And then when the Nuggets fall down by twenty you're like, points, it's you're Monday. Like, it's Monday, and I do have work in a few hours. And you know, it's a long drive. I walk into the bar and I look at the crowd down there, and I just think the Nuggets are gonna win every game. They're, I know. They're gonna go, like, how could they lose with this crowd? It's very easy for our vibe to be up when you come here and the crowd's <laughs> just like all excited. You're like, you know what? I wasn't feeling it, but I'm feeling yeah. it now. <laughs> and then I should not have been feeling it. Um, let's talk about Monte Morris tonight. Uh, minus 28 really is. Like, I wonder if that's the worst plus minus he's had in his career. It's atrocious. And one of 10 shooting is, is really a thing. And here's the thing. I don't feel like it was, uh, you know, all that. Oh, man, we have a, a weird quote. Oh, MPJ uh, tweaked his tweaked back. Tweaked his back. Interesting. That's why he didn't close tonight, says Brendan. Hmm, interesting. Well, we're going to have Brendan vote right now is in all of those press conferences. So he'll be joining us shortly, kind of giving us the lowdown on that. Um, hmm. So we'll, we'll get more on that. Tweaked his back, though, is definitely a five alarm. Oh, God. Yeah, we don't want to hear didn't that. Didn't want to hear about that. Um, he did play in the second half. Though. But Monte Morris, um, any other notes for him? Like, do you think it's just an off night for him? Yeah, because it felt like he was taking the same exact shots that he was hitting yeah. in games five totally. and six. The threes, I mean, he was great from beyond the arc at the end of that Portland series. 0-4 from three tonight. Mm. The, the mid-range, he was great against Portland, too. Um, wasn't locked in from the mid-range tonight. So I, I would say it was just one of those one of those weird games from him. Totally. I mean, totally. Like. You add a Monte Morris average game production into this game, it's like, I mean, it's just a different game. Like, yeah. it, there, there was just, I mean, you don't want to minimize it too much because there were like, there were things that the Nuggets did incorrectly that Phoenix was able to capitalize upon. But there were also just kind of things where you're like, man, what was that? Like, yeah. Like, did, what, like, what did I just watch, man? Like, that doesn't feel like the full game effort that we have come to expect from the Denver Nuggets. Like that doesn't feel like the Nikola Jokic efforts and output that we've come to expect. Like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't really taking the fight to Aiton. He wasn't really taking the fight yeah, for sure. to yeah, any of them. He did. He did. He I mean, fatigued is the word. Like he just looked fatigued, which is very disheartening, but it also, it's not the first time we've seen it in the last few weeks. And we've also seen him just overcome it. So. Yeah, and Monte usually moves the bar on, like, the momentum meter. Tonight, there was not even one Monte moment. And it's not only because he was, like, not playing well, but usually even if he's not scoring the ball, he's getting guys going. Totally. He's, like, pushing the pace. He's, like, bringing, like, the energy to the team. And tonight there was no moment at any point that Monte bring that. 
And then on top of that, he starts missing all of the shots. So like a, a bad night got even worse. And yeah, you don't expect that to happen anymore. Like you, if if there's a guy that's going to be like vocal about like how they need to play better and how everyone else needs to like get into like some type of zone, it's going to be him. So I don't expect that to be any like Monte. That's that's not what he is anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, he certainly will be better. I am interested in, you know, campaign was so good in games five and six for Phoenix, and he has been good really for a while with him, and that's why he's one of the trusted guys. And, you know, we look at Monte Morris, you think I think he's one of the best backup point guards. That that really is a battleground. And when Denver extended the lead in the first half, it was the second unit. They came yeah, out yep. and, you know, back and forth. First unit did a good job, but for whatever reason, it ends the first quarter. It's tied. You know, really bad final, like, 30 seconds from the uh, the first quarter. But this second unit comes out and throws a haymaker, and I thought, okay, this is great stuff. So you got to win those battles, and Monte Morris, I think, is going to have to be. There's no question he's going to have to outperform Cameron Payne, and Cameron mm -hmm. Payne was awesome. You know, the other thing about Campaign, and this was even true of him two, three years ago, rookie in Oklahoma City, all the different cities. He is a trash talker, man. That guy gets hyped. Did you see yeah. trash player? Well, <laughs> campaign great. campaign is liable to like hit a three, and then the next time up the floor, like make the weirdest turnover. I did. That's what I, I put out there. I'm like, please, campaign. Just I want you to come in with the swag off of those last two games. Well, he has a lot of swag, yeah, man. He, and I want to come in a game two feeling himself. I want. I want that. I want yeah. like I. I want a player like campaign <laughs> to believe that he is better than he is, and you see this like I whenever Chris Paul or whenever. Uh, Dame Lillard would, in seasons past, hit a shot from the the logo. I was like, yes, that means he's going to shoot ten more of these things. He's maybe going to hit one or two. Like, campaign's a player you want to be feeling himself, and like, yeah. that's a recipe for disaster. I'm well, telling you. No, we'll, fi we'll find out. I mean, plus I'm, ten tonight. Plus ten. Everybody so. was plus on Phoenix. Yeah, that's I, true. That wasn't him. That is true. Let yeah, me hit our first break. On the other side of this break, though. We do have one bright spot tonight, and I thought it was Aaron Gordon who was fantastic. It was one of his better games as a Nugget, and not, not just on offense, also it was, and especially on defense. So I want to talk about him. We'll also talk about Michael Porter and get to the rest of these guys. Uh, yeah, guys, pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager this week from Breckenridge Brewery. You can't miss it. Uh, you can get it at your local liquor store. You can pick it up at uh, King Super Safeway. You can get it at the Breckenridge Farmhouse as well. The Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. It's got that Nugget Skyline can with the Nuggets logo on it. Uh, pick some up this week. Enjoy it during Game 2, Wednesday. That's the great thing about the playoffs. Just one game off, or one day off in between games here. Uh, also, guys, go to Gabby.com slash DNVR to save tons and tons and tons of money on your car and home insurance. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. A lot of us here at DNVR are using it. And uh, we're reaping the benefits. We're saving money left and right. D-Line's saving money. I'm saving money on my car and home insurance. So get on board. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Uh, what happens is you just plug in all your insurance info. They run your numbers and tell you where you're spending too much and where you can save. Uh, they'll also never sell your information, so you won't get any spam or robocalls or anything. Uh, go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Gabby.com slash DNVR. One of the things that stood out to me tonight was, you know, points in the paint, but even just field goal attempts in the paint. I mean, Phoenix, a very good three-point shooting team. They're a very good drive and dish team, drive and kick team. Denver tonight, I felt like, was just out of the paint all night. I mean, there was a lot of just perimeter, not inside out, just outside, 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 you know, and then you're like, all right, and taking a shot. And I think that's one thing that, to me, I, I wouldn't call it concerning because, to me, it's the biggest sign 
that this was a feel-out game. The bi- the biggest sign that Denver was not necessarily habit point of emphasis. It was just a, you know, filling everything out. So that's one area I think Denver has to go. You talked about getting fouls on eight, and I think he had one foul tonight. Yeah. But how yeah, often one. was he in position where you're like, ooh, he might get a foul here? Almost never. Jokic shot zero free throws tonight. Second yeah. second time in his playoff career, forty games where he shot zero free throws. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're we're not going to sit here and blame this on the refs or or anything like that. But, like, that was crazy. Like, we we can at least acknowledge. That's that's crazy. There have been crazier. crazier. I I think there have been crazier. It is crazy. Do you have one, though, that you're like, yes. Which one? Dude, there were multiple times where he came across (laughs) the lane. I watched his arm get hit three, four, five times. I watched him underneath the basket get shoved into the stanchion. When going for a rebound, like it was crazy. There was so many. The rebound ob- one, I could see that rebound one looked like. Well, I mean, it looked so, like a flop too. But dude, there were so many times. It's. I mean, it's just the rebound d- one. You got me. It's All right, just one. There were so many. Uh, there were so many times. But then, and then, in the second half, they started absolutely just settling for jumpers. And you're yeah. not going to get fouls that way. Like yeah. the Nuggets were g- given no favors or by the referees. But then they let up they didn't yeah. they they stopped trying in that way which is which is a little you know disheartening yeah. i i kind of want nicole Jokic just to like put deandre Ayton on his ass in game two first quarter me too dude. i want him to just like put his ass into deandre and uh, maybe it's foul. maybe it's gonna be a charge maybe it's not but just be like i'm the mvp i'm the best player in the league like we are not on equal footing here no. I, I want him to establish that send that message early in game two and you heard I, the thing that drives me nuts is reggie after the game is like or during the game is like look at the stats eight that you say like yeah one of them sets screens and rolls to the rim and then dunks wide the, open the word reggie or, used he called it a wash a wash yeah like and the other player sets the, the table for every goddamn thing that happens but whatever <laughs> it's, yeah. those it's, dumb, those it's dumb reggie. Conversations. reggie also says he still uses the kodak welcome to your kodak moment which is yeah. the most fitting Phrase for Reggie Miller. retired 20 years ago. <laughs> to be like something so out of time. I remember when he started doing it like 15 years ago, and I was like, this is kind of dated. And now we're 15 years past that, know, and there's like so many different forms of photo taking. <laughs> I know, he's like, smile have, for your Polaroid. Yeah, like everybody's like, what, what is a Kodak moment? Maybe he's like, trying to buy a bunch of Kodak stock and have a similar oh, it's like AMC. He's trying to go, he's at GameStop yeah. AMC. He's here. on like the yeah. Wall Street Bros Reddit just like guys I'm buy. telling you Kodak this week it's Kodak. It's Kodak. <laughs> I'll, I will push it. I will do my part. <laughs> Analog photos coming back. And nobody just like, ever catches on yeah, to yeah, it. Old, old, old company Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> Kale you're the youngest one here. Do you know do you re- like have a frame of reference of one hour photo like going to drop off your photos and then coming back an hour later to get yeah, them? Yeah, you still have a, you you still remember but that. Kale is a photographer though. I know, yeah. but, <laughs> but photographers wouldn't use that service. That's true. The one hour photo. That's one like hour photo. Yeah, that's a good point. Quite shitty. That's a good point. My mom was obsessed with pictures when I was growing up, and used to do the one hour photo. Not surprised. That also doesn't surprise me. One, yeah. one Dude, by, go, I have two photos of myself before I turned twenty. Two photos. Dude, the, 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 the thing I'm where you born, were, and then like my 16th birthday. There's no record of me other than The thing that. where you would go yeah, and you would happens. buy a physical, a physical roll of film, you would take all the pictures, you would go in, pay to have them developed. Usually you drop them off, come back the next day, and you'd be like, my thumb... Trash, yeah, oh yeah, trash, yeah, exactly. trash yeah. eyes closed, red eyes. Yeah. This one's okay. This one's kind of all right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's exactly Mine's how it All went. red eye. Every single picture. My yeah. first time ever doing, uh, my first time I remember is, uh, you remember Outdoor Ed? Oh, yeah. You get Outdoor Ed, you go up to the mountains and you do ropes course and you make a fire Love and it. orienteering, <laughs> all that stuff. You get the disposable camera. 
That was the first time I remember taking well, pictures. Well, disposable cameras are like actually coming back now. They're making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. Like the dumbest thing. There's no need for that. Every to come back. single thing in the world will make a comeback. How did we there's get such on this? There's such, a, there's such a loser in the chat right now. 311 flavor, dude. Are you into 311 still? You can 311 be the, might make a comeback. Are you, you can, are, everything does. Are, this uh, Kodak film uh, discussion is for you, my man. <laughs> He's like, now they're talking about language. <laughs> Next, they're going to talk about video game numbers. Like, like just kick. <laughs> so embarrassing. Uh, just get rid of it. Honestly, it's like it, it's <laughs> what so, a loser. It is sad. Like honestly, every time I think that, I think like he doesn't have any friends. That's yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, so I don't yeah. want to be too. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's move on now. Aaron Gordon, I thought was was a, a bright spot in here, and where he impressed me most, you know, he. The Nuggets went to him a lot in the post. They tried to use his size, and he did a great job. Usually, I don't think he delivers on the first play of the game. Chris Paul pulls the chair, and I'm like, oh, God, are we going to watch this all game with us force feeding? But after that one play, he did a great job, I thought, of being aggressive there. Aaron Gordon I, was the only one that cared at the end of the game. Yeah. I love the fact that it was more so like a, we're going to hide Devin Booker on Aaron Gordon. And then Aaron Gordon was mm. like, fuck you, hide him on someone else because right, I'm going to yeah, score on yeah, him sure. every single time. Y'all right. put him down here. Yep. If we switch Chris Paul onto me, I'm going to score on him too. Right. If you have a small guy on me, you're going to have to change like your game plan. It has to go somewhere else, which I love because now going into the next game, their coach is going to know, okay, we can't hide Devin Booker on him. We're going to have to hide him on Rivers or try to figure something else out. But Aaron Gordon is too big for him, so we got to come up with something else. Yeah, um, yeah I, I like what Dev said. He was just so aggressive going to the rim, and a lot of times – He's the one. Yeah, I've talked about this a lot this playoffs already, but he has not been a good finisher in the paint. He's shooting like mid thirties. He had some nice ones in the paint. Yeah, he had some nice ones, but he also got on the offensive glass, just rebounding his own misses. I I thought his offensive rebounding was great, also. I mean, he was the guy that clearly had the mindset of going to the basket and being physical, and part of that was, I think, the defensive game plan on him, and and like you said, trying to hide Booker on him, but and that wasn't going to work. But equally, oh, did you have another point on his offense? I was going to say, like something we didn't take into consideration is the Will Barton returning to Memphis, like power in infusion to his game like Aaron Gordon going back oh, to Arizona. Arizona yeah like these are he played, I don't know. I, listen I, like I saw it man I saw him play with way more intensity than I've seen him play in almost every other yeah, game it's like, Tucson though he's, he's you all know, the same man that yeah. means something to, like that these are <laughs> these are people that well, I don't know like there's just something about that like going back to where you came from or where you were yeah you know like I, I think maybe I I saw it maybe. I don't know I mean he had an energy tonight he definitely and he was a plus two which is not at all surprising and 18 points for him that's a lot only starter um, in the plus only starter in the plus so he definitely brought it but even more important because i think his offense like if i'm not counting on 18 points from him every game in the series i don't know maybe i mean maybe that's a strategy to keep putting booker on him denver keeps going to him but defensively is where i was really impressed with him and we've talked about like how does he fare against some of these guys devin booker's a tough cover and devin booker was by no means shut down he still got some buckets but man, there was four, five, six possessions in isolation against Devin Booker, where Gordon did play as good a defense as you possibly can play against an elite offensive player. Just moves that like I'm watching with my my eyes got fooled, and I'm like watching out. And Aaron Gordon's body didn't like he just shadowed him, stayed yeah. right in front of him. I was like, man, he can really guard. Yeah, especially like to close out that first half. Oh, that man. play was that the was root, textbook. that where that he was blocked the shot. He beautiful. And him. Also, just to see the difference in defenders. Austin Rivers played that exact same tough, good defense where he puts a hand up. Right. Devin Booker still makes the Elevates shot. Elevates over, yeah. But Aaron Gordon has length. He has speed. You know, he has athleticism where Devin Booker, one, couldn't get the shot up, or two, he had to, like, 
get it higher or he's missing it or he has to make an extra move or dribble and that's just like like the weapon that he is and that like is a what denver is going to try to utilize and hopefully they don't wait until the second half to like go to that like sometimes just switch it up completely and just let him just go defend him for the whole game and just like put a wrench in their whole game plan yeah yeah i mean the problem is aaron gordon was fantastic tonight on devin booker devin booker if you told me that stat line coming into the game you said you know devin booker is going to only get uh 21 points yes he'll shoot eight of 12 but 21 points eight assists like that's a b game for b plus game like, that's not bad the problem is Mikael bridges who you would usually be on or whatever you know he goes for 23 you get everybody else feast and you kind of look at this and think like he can't guard all of them and Denver's gonna have to find some guys by the way austin rivers you gotta feel for the guy thought he played good defense solid defense yeah. on damian lillard so lillard just lights him up <laughs> he plays solid defense on chris paul lights him up you're just like man not making like big mistakes he's just yeah. getting destroyed and you know sometimes that happens Bo booker did have five turnovers though and i think <laughs> they were all in the first half too yeah and i think you can point to that and be like okay like denver got him out of sorts a little bit rivers and, and gordon were able to a little bit we haven't talked about the tiny king he's another it's kind of funny to say he's a bright spot because i think he's a team worse almost a team worse oh no yeah monte, monte morris, morris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but oh, faku is a minus 14 here he has 14 points listen to the stat line 14 points four rebounds six assists two steals i am rocking the Elmago t-shirt today feels good it looks was, good i would say it was apt for um, a lot of that game like he, he was great the, oh beginning. he was great until the wheels fell off um it's true of everybody though unfortunately. that wasn't him i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah he was he was great till the game didn't matter anymore but you know he makes we talk about rotations against the phoenix suns in particular the rotations become so important because they have good one-on-one -on -one players but man they just have great passing and move the ball around he's the yeah. one guy three or four times just him single-handedly making the rotations for the defense and making it work. I think Phoenix is a much uh, smarter team than Portland. Like no question. If they know like where they're going with the ball, one, two, three passes ahead of time. Where like if I gotta live with Norman Powell, like Robert Covington or McCollum making a decision on the fly, I'm gonna live with that. But I feel like Phoenix is just higher IQ. Um, oh, just, for sure they're yeah. one of the most high IQ teams, I think, in the NBA, right. honestly. They, they just, I love the Phoenix yeah. side. It sucks because I really love how they play. They're, <laughs> they're just very confident in, in what they're going to do. So, yeah, that, that's why Faku making those rotations is so big. I don't think that Faku had, like, a bad game. I really don't. Um, I think it, it was, was good. It was, a, it was a bad situation, bad scenarios that happened, and also just, a, like, Phoenix got hot. They just did not miss shots. That's what plays into his plus-minus, but... He had energy. He's everywhere on defense. He's um, staying in front of his man. He's in help side. Um, I, I mean, I do wish that he, he hit more shots. Um, some of the threes that he took was when he didn't take them, it was like an issue that happened. And it's mm. because he's just not as confident in his three-point shot right now. And three, typically, three tonight. Yeah, typically we see him like take those shots with confidence. And there was times that he didn't, um, which messed up the rest of the offense. But you, you can't say that there was a lack of effort. You can't say that the confidence wasn't there, like, as far as just wanting to be involved in the game. And um, you guys, you just kind of, like, not hope, but you just have to, like, hope that the Phoenix does not make as many shots or they're not in that type of rhythm because that's a game that he's doing everything that he could to try to win the game. And it, it's it's weird that people are saying that he was a reason that, that Denver lost. There's, there's no well, way that I he know. was. Well, let me say one thing, because here's the important Faku point. 
did a he does things right against Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard didn't see him. Damian Lillard is still yeah. just like feeling so comfortable. Tonight he's guarding Chris Paul in clutch time. Did Chris Paul was he bothered at all in the close of this game? No, absolutely not. I mean, that was a masterful close. And look, it is Chris Paul, Damian Lillard. We're talking about two of the best guards, yeah. you know, of the generation. But at the same time, I mean, that is you have to wonder. I think Faku. Here's a take for you. I think Faku is a more impactful defender as a safety, mm-hmm. as a back end guy than he is on ball. And if you look at the technique of him, he's so good on ball. Just for whatever reason, at the NBA level, doesn't translate. You know, and you know, at least in tonight's game. You need to be able to slow, at least slow Chris Paul, and he was not slowed at all. Well, that's probably why it hurt really badly that Monte had the game he did. Yeah. Because that's probably, in most situations, going to be Monte Morris at the end of games there. Yeah. You know, but, but he was so bad in his minutes that Faku was the guy closing with, with that uh, yeah. closing five when normally it would be Monte. And you know, I don't think Monte is going to shut down Chris Paul, but he's a lot taller. He's a lot longer. It's so weird to think he, of Monte. Uh, yeah, I, I really want to. I'm really what, curious. Way taller. <laughs> you think? Monte's like six two, yeah. six two. I'm curious. Like I'm, I'm curious for the the rewatch. Like I want to know how much of Faku on Chris Paul happened down the stretch. I feel like he got switched off a lot. Like Chris, I don't feel like it was Chris. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, that's just part like, of it though, man. And it's true. Some it's of true. this is just the because I mean the thing about Faku is he's very good about not being screened and screened off. But you know, Phoenix is a lot more dynamic, I should say, in how they attack. You know, Portland, so much of it was like, come off the screen. Lillard doesn't want to give it up unless he has to. Like, him giving it up felt like a loss for him. Whereas Phoenix just has so many guys that can handle, drag the defense out, kick it around, somebody else attacks, kicks it around. Like, you got multiple creators and guys that can make secondary passes, and it just kills you. And, and Chris Paul tonight, though, pulled a total undertaker. Like, the guy was... Nowhere to be seen the first half, yeah. and then absolutely turned it on the second half. It was just a killer. There was hope that the shoulder was real. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. He doesn't look 100. Yeah. percent Then it's like, oh well, god, he the, looks the announcer. 200. The, the, the announcers in the first half, shoulders really bothering yeah, him, Reggie. Yeah, really. Second half, oh, it's Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Argentina seems ardent in the fact that Composa was not on Chris Paul when he was uh, of making course. all the no, shots. You, you say you, you don't say. Um, <laughs> let's uh, yeah, we'll go to rewatch. This are yeah, always yeah, yeah, immediate yeah, yeah, react. So yeah. you know, we'll go back and, and tomorrow night, uh, I'll have a more detailed, yeah. you know, uh, an analysis of everything as well as on the list with video components of it. I thought there was another bright spot too, Jamichael Green. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did have a good game. Jamichael man. Green, eleven rebounds, twenty-three minutes, four offensive rebounds, hit a yeah. couple threes. Like I know the team defense and maybe his individual help side defense wasn't there. But I felt like he, he was a bright spot. Even though switching off, some of these were like scrambles. He gets switched out onto Booker, and it's like just no chance. Like, yeah. This is so cooked that it wasn't even close, so <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the thing I will say is, so it turns out we thought Michael Porter maybe was benched because Malone now found a lineup that he liked better to close games. But it turns out it was so tight, a sore back, which is 10 times, 100 times scarier. Um, but if you do go to J. Mike in that spot, the point is you – Give up a little offense, but you get a, a little bit of defense. That defense didn't matter well, in the fourth yeah, quarter the, the, at all. The other tough part is when they went to that lineup in game six versus Portland, it was just Monte yoke pick and roll every time down. It totally. Yeah. And when you sub Faku for Monte there, no uh, it, it totally no changes how the defense has to defend that, and it just doesn't work the same way. You know, like Faku, God, man, Faku gets going, gets ahead of steam, charges the lane, and you're like, <laughs> 
I know he's not going to shoot. Right. Like they know he's not going to shoot. Not, yeah. Everyone knows he's not. He's not going to shoot. Like he brings the requisite energy and like and above. Like, but there are times when you know. And then he's standing around the outside. The ball swings. Ball swings. Ball swings. Somehow always ends up in his hands. Yeah. And you're like, I wonder why he's wide open. I mean, like, three of six from three though. Tonight. He, I, mean, I mean, he, he hits he, them, but he did knock them down tonight yeah. for the most part. But it is, it is frustrating. Like that's why you want Monte to be able to be relied upon because at a certain point like you need the primary ball handler to, handler to actually also be able to, yeah. to be, be a, a scoring threat. threat yeah just a threat at least a little bit more than what he is you think of the small players that have exceeded and you know excelled in the nba your bereas and um you know even your boy isaiah are, thomas isaiah thomas great finishers all at the creative great finishers yeah. that's the thing he's got to add we we talk a lot about the the finishing and that's not what bothers me with faku and especially with tonight, like uh, we see everyone's upset about Chris Paul making the switch, but having Faku in and then them making that switch, now Faku's on a player that he can't guard. Now it also creates an escape like like Valve. So you have a one-on-one isolation with Devin Booker or Chris Paul on a, a bigger player, and then if he gets stuck, he throws it over the top, Faku gets scored on. So yeah. now it's like an easier way to score because now there's two easy ways to score, and that's my only issue with Faku is putting him out there is a liability in those type of regards. But then he also gets like inexplicable steals, and he... Mm. That's what I'm saying. He's a better safety than a blitzer, yeah. you know, like a, a it's, it, pass it's, rusher. It's like you can't. I mean, when you look at the totality of Faku's, like what he adds to the game, you look at things like that that are just like so loud. Where you're like, oh my god! Yeah. But then all the also like he hits big threes when we need it, yeah. and he gets yeah. big steals when we need it. And it's like yeah. in the end, like Faku absolutely and like a positive. The game, yeah. By no means is the game on Faku. It, it's just no, interesting no. to no, think no, about. No how much the series is going to come down to whether or not Denver can slow Chris Paul. And the answer in this one is like F minus. He had a Hall of Fame game tonight, and Denver had absolutely no answers for him, including Faku, but uh, including other guys. The last guy we have to talk about is maybe the, the most concerning. Let's forget about the back thing. We're going to wait until Vote gets back. He can kind of update us on that. But I do want to ask, or I do want to kind of think about just Michael Porter in general and his continued inability to generate points. That, to me, is the scariest thing. He's open. Automatic, best in the NBA. We were joking today. Michael Porter might be the best scorer I've ever seen who has absolutely no bag. No moves, yeah. not a single Bagless. move. Bagless. <laughs> Negative <laughs> bag. I mean, what he does have is he can shoot over guys, and that's all he did tonight. Yeah. But, again, Denver needs a second creator. They need a second guy that can shift the defense, and Porter only shifts it by moving to get open, but he doesn't yeah. shift it with the ball. What I noticed in the second half is, like, Nicole Jokic was off the floor. He was fatigued a little bit. They tried to get Porter going with that um, that action where you know he just comes around Curls the three-point arc yeah. for that catch-and-shoot three. He's trying to get it off in a really tight space. It's contested. Yeah. Seems like they could call a foul on it every time. Except for, or, you know what? He jumps away from them. That's the problem is, you think about Damian Lillard, so annoying, but he runs around those screens and then jumps sideways right. into the defender, and it's such BS. But yeah. Porter does not just go straight up. He goes away. Like he comes yeah. around those and avoids contact. And it almost looks yeah. the defense. Dude, it, off is, the hook. it is crazy. Like every time he curls around, his hip is engaged with the person oh, yeah. setting the he, pick. Yeah. And it's actually like spinning him out of control. <laughs> He's trying to get off in such a tight space and he can hit those shots. Like he can hit those shots. But in the first half, do you, do you remember when they got him switched on to Chris Paul? 
like in that mid post and he was yeah. just hitting that turnaround. Yeah. Like we didn't see any of that in, in the second half, I felt like. But even that play is like nothing spirals off of that. And that's the thing is does he hit those at a great rate? Yes. But he didn't even make a move. That's what I'm saying is yeah. you get that big, you think about it, you got all that height against you. Use a back down drill. Use something to kind of get them off balance. He just that. doesn't have it. It's yeah. just like I don't know what to do here, but yeah. I'm tall enough to turn around and shoot and his make hand, it. Yeah, his handle is so atrocious. It's, it's bad. I know you, you don't think so, Adam. It's a bad oh, handle. Oh, I think it's bad. Oh, he has no bag it's, it's for real. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and also on top yeah, of that. I said he had no bag. How, no, I, yeah. how could I be oh, giving him a run for having a handle? handle. Yeah, you think that the handle is like okay, though. Like, yeah. And I, I think he has no handle. And then on top of that, <laughs> first off, he's passive in the second half. He just really just kind of like checks out at some point. But also on defense – in that yeah, third quarter, that's what you have to, like, go back and watch. Like, yeah. he's lost a lot of the time, like, where he just – I don't even know if he's just, like, just doesn't understand what's going on or he just can't defend. But it's just a lot of times that it's not even, like, a um, like elaborate plays or anything that's happening. It's just, like, they understand we're going to make him have to work. We're going to put him in the screens. We're going to put him in pick and rolls and also – if we like bring a smaller guy out and then we hit Michael Porter Jr. on us, we already know that that's like a very easy basket. While he's making these very tough shots on one end, they're getting easy baskets yeah. on the other end, yeah. and it and he's also a liability. So having a liability in multiple spots on top of like not being able to score the basketball a certain way, mixed in with Jokic having fatigue it was there was that's a recipe for disaster there was no way they would win that game yeah, yeah to me like if I'm looking at the the overall story of this game the Nuggets imposed their will on the Phoenix Sun for one half of basketball yeah they lost control they, they took their hands off the road 16-0 16-0 and Ooh. after that like they were like Game yeah, one. they kind of did. They kind of did. They packed sure. it up, dude. Yeah. They totally packed it up. Uh, there was a 16-0 run. Denver loses by 17 points. There was a 16-0 run. Yes. In a span of like three minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it was like, you know, like I, you just didn't see the fight. You just, you just didn't see. I mean, obviously the Nuggets coming off of the Portland series, the intensity had been ratcheted up. They were playing at like a, such a higher level. But, I mean, I know you, all of this analysis is entirely valid, but it's also like... <sighs> At a certain point, like the Nuggets, the, the Nuggets just they backed down. They backed down. They tonight. just backed Damn down. It. Like they 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 had it. The Nuggets did back down when tonight. they when Damn they it. got hit in the mouth. They were like, ah, it's eh, game one. It's game one. They just didn't. You know what I mean? Like Jokic didn't stiffen his spine like he always does. He wasn't like, all right, guys. Like I'm just gonna start. You know what? You know when he doesn't when he doesn't stiffen his spine i've never heard that so i don't i think i'm using it right you know I when like he doesn't it. the one time he <laughs> never stiffens his spine when michael game porter one. jr game <laughs> one <laughs> game one that's what it is it's just like <laughs> i know like, he does because you're absolutely right we see it from yoke all the time where it's like it's go time it's like okay we need it now or never and tonight he was kind of like it's never I'm just, he, yeah I'm no, he's like now. he's like it's go time Go home. Shoot a three or yeah, shoot a three. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. I, I will say this about Mike though. I felt in the first half he looked comfortable. Like, he was open. Yeah, he great. He, he got to his spots. Those those little turnarounds over Chris Paul. He's super comfortable there, and he what didn't look comfortable a lot during the Portland series. Yeah, so that's true. I, I think that is a, a little a little positive. Well, let's hit another break here. On the other side, we are still waiting for Brendan Vote to join us and let us know what's going on there in the locker room. And then we have some super chats to hit as well in segment three. We'll hit those. But first. At manscaped.com. DNVR listeners, you guys can get 20% off. 
plus free worldwide shipping. What? Worldwide. Argentina, what? Serbia, Australia, uh, Korea, Thailand, <laughs> Philippines. Let's see how many, how long you can go till you run out of countries. Keep going. Oh, go. I, I go for hours, man. Geography is my my thing. Um, <laughs> no, we should have a geography off. Well, you, and I. Uh, you guys can get 20% off. Uh, plus free shipping with the code DNVR. Pick up that man, uh, lawnmower 4.0, the new and improved lawnmower 4.0, way better than the 3.0. Uh, it has <laughs> a 4,000K <laughs> LED spotlight. A uh, new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over with guard lengths with sizes one through four. Uh, get it all at manscaped.com with the code DNVR uh, for 20% off uh, with that code. Um, on DraftKings right now, they've always got a ton of great specials running. Uh, but right now on DraftKings, they're giving you the chance to turn $1 into $100 in free site credit. Uh, so if you haven't signed up for DraftKings, download the app, use code DNVR, take advantage of this offer. They're putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credit. Pick any basketball team that's still in contention. A bet $1, you can bet on the Nuggets in game two. If that team wins, you win $100 in site credit. Uh, so make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credit. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, wager paid out inside credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, if you're coming down to the DNVR bar, check out Solace Meds. They got a location uh, on East Colfax, just blocks away from the from the DNVR bar. If you're not- a little Solace myself right now. Yeah. You went there, Kale. They hooked me up. What? Yo, oh, man. Oh, snap. Wow. What? Solace Meds. Shouts. Okay, so Solace Meds just dropped the code DNVR20, and you're going to get treated like they get a VIP. all kinds of extra yeah. stuff thrown in the goodie bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kale. Thank you, Kale. Um, if you're not in the area, uh, they've also got a location in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Broadway. The promo code works at all those, DNVR20. Uh, you can also order online, solacemeds.com, and pick up at your convenience at any of those locations. Uh, again, that's promo code DNVR20 to save 20% on your entire purchase. They've also got tons of other deals, which it seems like they might be giving away for free if you're using promo code DNVR20. <laughs> you're in the club with that promo code. Yo. So use that DNVR20 at Solace Meds. I like it. I like hearing that. Are we back? Are we, we back, back to the show? We have some super chats to get to there, Super Producer Kill. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> Let's start here. You know what feels great? That air. I we're, We have a crisis, guys. Yeah. I, it's so hot. Yeah, well, it's summer, and it's so hot. People don't realize we got the lights on us. Yeah. It's so hot. 
But if I wear shorts, yeah. people feel that they can. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants they to see, see that. The, see, they the, don't want to see all the that. little atoms. <laughs> yeah, vi- <laughs> they, the very little atoms. Very, very little. <laughs> the uncomfortably little atoms. Shockingly little atoms. <laughs> it's like, wow, I couldn't believe it. See, if you're wondering why every one of us has proportion. worn pants for every single show, that that's because there is like if no, I sit I like this, there's just a perfect view. Because yeah, I'm the same way. Like I watch all the shows, and I gotta say, like shorts are not the look on these guys. No. <laughs> but shorts are so cool. I just bought all these yeah. great shorts. Are very comfortable. Oh yeah. very it's comfortable. about to be incredible. 70 degrees every day for the next three 70? months. It's so going to be 90 yeah, every time. You plus, kidding me? We're getting, we're getting AC there. up here. We're getting a, whenever AC I'm watching, yeah. oh, We are getting AC. That's whenever right. I'm watching, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I never go after that region. I've never looked over there. Oh, uh, you've looked. me. <laughs> oh, you you've looked. <laughs> never. I'll get, I'll get you to look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Super Chats or what? What do we got? All right, do y'all have... Do you guys who, when you read y'all, just immediately go into a southern accent? Do y'all have any any idea for how Nuggets shouldn't change up their play based on this game? By the way, Gen B, Adam not mocking you. He's mocking himself. I'm sorry, Gen B. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, too, Gen B. I'm just saying, I can't read y'all without going to my Texas. Unbelievable. Do we have any ideas on how the Nuggets change up their play based on this game? They They need to stop being so perimeter focused. I mean, there's a lot of changes there's a lot, yeah. There that they can make, and they're going to make. And with the Nuggets, like they lose game ones, and they they're counterpunchers. So like they see, like they got the a chance to look behind yeah. the the curtains. They, they get good. to see what's happening. They're like, okay, we know exactly what they're going to do. And that, I mean, that's a weird applause to like yeah. Malone to be able to say, hey, I know exactly what's going to happen now. I'm going to be one move in, in front of them, and then. We've been seeing that he actually does respond, um, and the Nuggets play well every single time. But yeah, there's, there's, you could go on and on about all of the changes that the Nuggets Str- strategically. Can make. Game one of the Portland series was the most different from every other game. Now I know people are going to say game four, this or that, but like that one was more of an anomaly yeah. and effort and this or that. But if you just talk about what Denver was trying to do, especially defensively in game one against Portland versus two, three, four, five, six. Way more similarities between those other five games than there was between game one. I suspect this will be very similar. Yeah, they just got to figure out what happened in the third quarter with with Nikola Jokic. Maybe it was fatigue. Maybe they weren't putting him in the right positions. And just make sure that doesn't happen again. So one of the things I talked about a lot on the list was how much Denver was bringing Jokic out to contain pick and rolls. I thought Port, uh, Phoenix had a great game plan tonight, and part of this isn't even game plan. It's just they have smart players. But yeah. you would notice a lot of pick and rolls where the guard would drag Jokic way out into the wing, and then rather than make a hero play, just reverse it back because now the defense has to recover, yeah. and in the recovery period, they are attacking, and now you're attacking a scramble defense. So one of the adjustments, I think, on first watch, I don't feel confident about any of this till I go back yeah, and watch, yeah, yeah. but one of the things I think is that Denver's probably not going to overextend Jokic like that going mm, forward. They yeah. probably will dare Booker a little bit more to as much as he's a great shooter he's not like Lillard off the dribble pull up threes like he's much right. more of an in control type guy so maybe they try to well, yeah, pick w- a different poison. I would much rather have Lillard beat me like that than have Jay Crowder Mikhail Bridges and uh, Cam Johnson shooting open threes. And what happened against Portland in game one? It wasn't Lillard. It wasn't yeah. CJ. It was, it was kick out, drive yes. and kick, kick out yeah. Simons, Mello. Everybody else is eating on catch and shoot, of course. corner threes, kick out. Yeah, so there's, there's, it's so analogous. Um, by the way, the question is more, you say that the question is much more, though, about can Denver prevent it? Because in against the 
Trailblazers, they were so much more limited that like forcing the ball to Nurkic was a strategy. I, there's not that same thing now. Port, uh, Phoenix has players that know what to do in those totally. situations. Totally. Uh, the colloquialism I used earlier, stiffen your spine, here's what it means. <laughs> it means to strengthen their resolve, increase oh. their bravery. They will stand up straight and tall in the face of danger or opposition. Oh, wow, man. so it is an actual saying. This is what we can expect from Nikola Jokic this moving is, forward. Stiffen your spine is going to be the new, like, we don't back down. We Stiffen your spine. Let's we don't have, yo, this we, is going to stay with us for the entire run now. We don't have floppy backs, dude. We stiffen, <laughs> our, we stiffen our spines. I'm just saying, like, um, we're going to see the Denver Nuggets, like, come out and play with the type of intensity, totally. the type of... Uh, you know, like response. I expect the Nuggets to respond in game two how they responded after game four of the Blazers. I series, do too. Where Michael Malone called them soft. They agreed. And <laughs> I'm guessing he called them soft or something similar <laughs> after this game. But I expect a performance two nights from now like they had after game four. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. this team is the most, like, they can take, they're just pure resolve. Yeah. They're pure resolve. And, like, they we t had the same discussion after the game one with Portland. We're like, they just procrastinate. They don't they don't show up until they have to, like until they really feel the pressure. Like they're more than happy to be like, ah, whatever. Like let's save it. Let's pack it in. Yeah. It's annoying, but it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, DeAndre Ayton was asked about Jokic praising his defense and saying that you know he he plays well. DeAndre Ayton says, "Quote, he said that. That's lit." Liddy, dude. Liddy! First time somebody's ever described something Nicole Jokic has said as lit. <laughs> lit, for sure. Honestly, like, Aiton, though, I really do think he's like, why does this guy like me so much? And yeah. especially for him to be one of the best players in the entire league, like, he glows every single time he hears anybody say anything positive about him, which means he's probably not getting much of it from Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul's like, you <laughs> suck, bro. And, and Devin Booker. So, like, whenever he does hear that, he, he glows. He's like, yeah. I love to hear that. Wait, now, wait, wait do you see how, how I react when I receive my first compliment on this show? <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. I mean, well, it's wait, like, no, no, no. when it happens, you'll, you'll know when it happens. Yeah. You have such a good... Uh, 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 you're so. Uh huh. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Good you know hat. How, you good know hat. Hat. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go. I do. That's lit. That's lit. That's so lit. Uh, one God. thing I have to lay down the gauntlet for the city of Denver, though. That crowd tonight, fantastic. Oh. Man, that was an A plus crowd. And I love this. I got to be honest, man. I love giving some of these other markets, these forgotten markets. People talk about like a Phoenix fans or this or that. Like they, yeah. they don't exist or there's some like pointless minority that doesn't you know no man they showed out tonight that was a great yeah. crowd well I, I know you said like there's expectations for Nuggets fans like game three full time in a packed arena or first time in a packed arena in a year and a half like that place is gonna be would you say it's booming be, would you say it's gonna be lit it's gonna be Liddy it's voting <laughs> time it's Liddy oh, as yeah. Michael Porter Jr. Yep. would say well We'll get to him, homie. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, vote. We'll get Damn, to him, too. He needs to hear All right, it's voting time. Too. Are we say goodbye to Dev here? Hey, it was... Uh, <laughs> Dev, it's so, I'm so Dev's sorry. Dev's favorite part of the night. The worst part about... I just feel so bad for Dev. He's getting kicked off. <laughs> if, you, if you hurry, off. you can catch Popeye's Dev. I'm not sure they're close. <laughs> that feels offensive. No, he's really into I know, I know, but I'm just saying it feels... All right, the, the okay, joke is that the joke it. is that Dev likes Popeyes. Okay, right, Dev, yeah, Dev right. likes Popeyes. Sure 
Uh, anyway. Tough entrance. Yeah, it's a good start. Good start. You want to talk to HR. I canceled on a Monday you. night. Um, all right. Um, you know what? We I got to be honest with you. Vote our energy in this one would have been disappointed. Not lit, but not <laughs> lit. But I got to say, not you know, sky's not necessarily falling. Michael Malone, he feel the exact same way. Yeah, isn't it funny how we're disappointed that like they don't win game one? It's like, why did we think? Yeah, anything? why did we? Okay. Why did we get uh, our hopes up? I didn't think it. I was off by seven percent on Phoenix's three point percentage on the pod last night. I said the Nuggets would lose and Phoenix would shoot forty five percent from three. What they shoot? Thirty eight. They only shot thirty eight percent from three. Yeah, it's because they didn't hit anything in the first half. Yeah, that's true. Alrighty, so Michael Malone uh, said he told his group that this game was eerily similar to Game One in Portland. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure is. Mentioned a soft mentality. Can we get a? Uh, that's it's kind like of a funny. bunch of soft spines. I was gonna say, can we get a Michael Malone wearing the hot dog suit? Like who's we, the one that? Did this? Like every game you come in and lose Game <laughs> yeah, One. Can we get a soft? We're all trying to find a soft counter on the bottom of the screen. Uh, there. Yeah, soft go. counter. Soft was used a lot tonight. Um, he gave some examples. Uh, Portland in the first game of the Portland series, the Nuggets gave up five and ones, mm. and I thought I that was bad. Malone said tonight it was eight and ones by Malone's <laughs> count. Also twenty two transition was some dumb points and ones, man. There were some really dumb ones. Um, so yeah, Michael soft mentality. Um, staying connected defensively, obviously in the second half, sixty four percent from the field total. I think for Phoenix, uh, yeah, you're Pretty not good. gonna not gonna win that. Uh, Pretty good. So Malone said Malone fell back on his. Uh, on his old line that I believe it was Jeff Van Gunny told him, you have to understand why you win, understand why you lose in this league. Um, and he just, the Nuggets were not oh, aggressive yeah. enough tonight. Um, and the, uh, the the weird and one stuff was a part of that. Um, let's talk about Michael Porter Jr. Malone was asked, I asked Malone about the decision not to, to play Porter down the stretch. That had to do with... Um, Porter tweaking his back. So let, let me set the stage. I'll go back here, give you the whole timeline. Porter came back in the second half, you may or may not have noticed, with a, a pretty thick uh, wrap around his midsection. Malone told us that he was told by the training staff mm. Porter tweaked his back around the end of the second quarter. Okay. He didn't like the way he was moving in that second half, so at the end of that fourth quarter, he decided to pull Michael. Quote, it was to protect Michael. This last part's important, though. You got to spread this last part around, too. Michael Malone also said that he, quote, fully expects, end quote, Porter to play and be ready to go in game two on Wednesday. I'll be honest. That only mildly soothes me. Sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I haven't thought about Michael Porter's back that's, in like two well, years. The guy it. hasn't missed a game. This is the first time I've thought about it. The guy hasn't years, missed so. a game due to injury the entire season. So there you go. Um, there's your recap. That's why he didn't close. But Malone is at least uh, optimistic that he'll be fine here. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Oh, he also thought Aaron Gordon was one of the bright spots tonight, um, playing to the rim, not settling, which set him off on a tangent. He felt like a lot of the Nuggets settled for jumpers, but not Aaron. Mm. We also talked to Aaron, who said, yes, yeah, soft is one way to put it. Scared is another. Um, they were letting them dictate, quote, we were letting them dictate our offense a little too much, end quote. Um, talked a lot about, you know, not waiting until the second half to put your fingerprints on the game, um, to needing to be more aggressive on the glass. He included himself in that. So it was a lot of co-signing on the mentality. It's just sort of being soft, them not being aggressive enough, and them needing to take it to Phoenix in game two. He said scared? Yeah. Um, That's weird. 
He said soft is one way to put it, scared is another. <laughs> who who he, have these nuggets ever been scared? He, he did say, you this know. This is Malone, though, you know. I mean, right, he, yeah. He really and he's echoing, he's this. echoing. He was asked if he's concerned, like, yo, it's the playoffs. You shouldn't come out scared, right? You shouldn't be soft. These things should be self-evident, taken care of. Um, Gordon said no, he's not concerned. They'll get another chance to turn around in game two. No. We talked to Jermichael Green, who mentioned that the Nuggets did not have any kills tonight, which is their, is it, is it three or five? Three, three. three consecutive stops. Um, not a single kill. Not a single kill, according wow. to Michael Green. He was asked what he like what he saw in that third quarter run. I loved this answer. What I saw was they never missed. Um, he said the crowd wasn't that big of a factor. I've seen that sort of floating around tonight that the crowd really got into it in the second half and rattled Denver. Uh, Green disagreed for what it's worth. Um, I, I love Jermichael Green. I tried to ask him a question about like. Is this something where, you know, you walk away and it's adjustments? Like, how can game two be different? How do we learn from game one? Or as a competitor, are you just saying, look, it's a fresh slate. We got to come out and play better in game two. He went right to adjustments. And he did mention the three-point defense. And he said they got confused about who the low man was. And he mentioned that more than once. Um, so it's going to be something that they'll have to review uh, in film. But there are adjustments to be made. Finally, from Jermichael Green, I'm embarrassed. Quote, they woke us up, though. End quote. All right. We also talked. Why to, were they sleeping? Yeah, like how are you, how are you sleeping? Game one. It of the is second it's game round. one, bro. They, do. they always fall asleep during game one. I, you game know, game one. We we talked to Jamichael and Aaron tonight, so they're kind of the wrong guys to ask. I I am curious if like this is a a cyclical thing for Denver, right? They're used to losing game ones. It's the furthest thing from their backs against the wall, and there's just a lack of urgency that kicks in. One day um, we're going to get a sweep. I know it. One day. No, we're I'm not. not eight, nine, <laughs> ten nope. years. Nope. Never get a sweep. <laughs> we'll get swept. <laughs> just For four sure. game ones. That's so messed up. <laughs> get that bad juju out of here. Uh, listen, I, uh, my juju's my juju, bro. <laughs> um, hilariously and predictably, after everyone agreed on soft, Nikola Jokic disagreed. Dude, uh, I don't soft. think we played soft. Games happen like that. Uh, he did say they need to be more decisive, but he, you know, Jokic is really never there for the sort of soft, scared thing. Um, yes, because it's like a thing that doesn't ever affect him, you know? Right. So he's, uh, what do you mean? Soft, scared is basketball. Like, why, what is it to be scared in basketball? There's no translation for soft. Can you imagine soccer. playing, like, um, shoots and ladders and then being interviewed midway through and be like, hey, look like you're really playing scared. You'd be like, what? Shoots and ladders. I just, I've, I actually just rolled a two, shoot, and I wish. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if, if it was like full contact shoots and yeah. ladders, that would be a better analogy. But I feel like that's how Jokic is with basketball. He's like, "What do you mean scary? There's nothing scary about basketball, right? They something scary about bears. Or, you know, like, that's scary. Uh, coronavirus, scary. Sure, sure, but sure. Basketball, not scary. I, uh, I loved this. You know, Jokic said they just need to try to handle their their runs better. Phoenix's runs. Someone followed up and said, well, how do you do that? And Jokic goes, score? That would <laughs> be one way. Half statement, half question. He then went on to say he's not exactly sure what goes into that, but probably scoring. That's yeah, a big part of it. That would help. So, um, and then finally, there was a lot of um, Aiton talked glowingly about Jokic in his postgame. Jokic was asked about that, returned the favor. Uh, talked about how Aiton's improved every game, um, how he's a guy who seemingly knows where he needs to be all the time. And then he shouted out his desire to get better. He says he's a guy who's always talking on the floor, trying to learn from his teammates. And then he said, I don't think there's a better mentality you could ask for from a young guy in the league. Hmm. So 
the, the Jokic Eaton love flowing, flowing freely through one game in round two. Maybe this is my like old man, 40 year old dad coming out, but like I really want Yoke to just put Aiton under the basket. Oh, let's go. First quarter. I'm done. I, I'm done with the the high fiving with them, too. Dude, he's buttering him up. He's listen, like, he likes him, but it's not like this. I don't, he, he maybe says, they are like going to be friends after this. I don't, that's the way it's going. Everyone's friends with Yoke. He's the top human. That's true. But he's the, he doesn't he doesn't possess this much reverence for DeAndre Aiden. He speaks glowingly about every opponent he goes up against. Not like this. Man. I don't know, dude. Like not like this. But do you have any big picture perspective on this game? I mean, we kind of talked about the game oneness of it, but we also talked about just how many guys there are that can beat you on on Phoenix, and that that's part of it. You know, Booker. A little bit of a quiet night tonight. Bridges goes off. Chris Paul goes off. I know. They, they put you in rotation, and they know exactly which pass to make. And it's yeah. not the same thing as getting the ball out of Lillard's hands and then just sort of forcing one of these other guys to make decisions. Um, Phoenix, it seems like they're never overextending, and they're always making the right choice. It's a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Um, offensively, like I know there was a lot of moments where like what Composo can't do shine showing brightly tonight, but Morris wasn't very good. And... Without Jamal, without Will, Morris really needs to be good. He's their only real penetration so threat. He's the guy good. who can take advantage of that that lane that widens in the pick and pop when Jokic goes out to the three point line. Did you happen to catch his uh, plus minus tonight? It wasn't good, was it? It was. It, I would say that it was not good. Uh, yeah. It was in minus twenty eight. <laughs> so he's got to hit his open shots, of which there were plenty. But it's also like if Morris doesn't have that. You know where do you turn for it? You know, so I you turn it. You turn to an L. So if Morris isn't going to play well and Porter is going to be um, something close to a non-factor, which he was to, well offensively in anyway, the second half, um, you're not going to win. Yeah. Well, game one, another game one up, another game one down. It's freaking game one. Everybody, like, get it all out. Just like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll, we'll put on the we moves lose, in if we lose game, game two. two. We'll if put we on lose, the moves in yeah, if two. we lose game two in this fashion, like, you'll see a turn in my personality. But like, I am completely unbothered by this. Of course, I wanted to win tonight. It's nice. It feels good when everybody comes out to the bar. They're cheering for the Nuggets, and it looked like we were well on the way to to getting that. But it's playoffs, man. We're, yeah. We, we got to be used to this by now. I got to say, I think this is the only game the Nuggets play in a jersey I don't like. They're base whites. Yeah, those suck, dude. Yeah. The next game, they're white alternates, the superhero Ooh. jerseys. So I expect to win. Never have lost in those. They've ever. never lost in those. Crazy stat. It's insane. Uh, also not a true one. Uh, everybody that rode with us tonight, 600 people still watching. We appreciate you. We love you. Oh, we have some super chats. Hey, thanks, Super Producer. I really Kyle. just want to reiterate, guys. Dead. <laughs> Dev t- constantly talks Dev about Popeyes. Constantly makes Popeyes. That was jokes. that was a Dev joke. Oh, I know. Wow, yeah. I know. I, I actually just got a text from Dev. He's pulling into the Popeyes drive-through. There we right go. Now. So yeah. I Sorry, I didn't mean that. to offend anyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that dumb. I was offended. Yeah. What? Can we talk about Zeke Naji shooting 100 percent from three? Let's talk about it. I mean, it's all shot 100 percent. Hell yeah, he yeah. did. 
Yeah. Let's I'll, hope we don't see Zeke Naji for the rest of the series or the rest of the playoffs. And well, like, except unless you're up, the wheels have yeah. fallen yeah. off. Here's favorite. the here's the thing that's funny about it. Like Zeke Naji gives us everything we want to see from Bull Bull. Like the shot he hit tonight, yeah. Bull Bull's open for three, and we're like, yeah, oh come on, Bull. He passes to Zeke, drains it. Well, we're like, oh. well, Zeke just takes the catch and two three. Bull like sham gods uh, crossover yeah, yeah. between the like step back three. Yeah, yeah. Zeke just straight up, straight down. I love Zeke, man. I'm a big Zeke guy, big Zeke Wait, fan. You're a Zeke freak, dude. I'm a Zeke freak, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean Zeke's great. I don't. Again, I don't want to see him. I want to see him in garbage time. Never up so big. It's never gonna happen, bro. All right, you're right. <laughs> All right, what else we got? He did wait a little long. That's one thing we didn't talk about. Uh, I thought it was 16-0. Um, yeah. Waited, waited a while there. Waited a couple possessions too long. Be yeah. honest though, I, I don't know. I, would it have made a difference? It's hard to like. I, here's the thing: you give up a 16-0 run. I'm sorry. If it was a 10-0 run, 11-0 run, then he calls a timeout. Still a bad run. I don't yeah. know. I yeah, I'm not gonna. That's a not gonna get up in arms about. And here, here's what it is, and I'm not you know calling you out for this, Grant Davis. Like you know, it, it, I saw a lot of this. It's easier when there's a scapegoat. We see this with Will Barton all the time. Team loses. It's like they wouldn't have lost except for the one thing. And that one thing is responsible for 100% of the, like, this game, there were so many things that, so many different wheels fell off the wagon down the stretch that we can't be like, this is the one. That's the wheel. Dude, yeah. it, was like, uh, it was like when you play Oregon Trail as a child. And all you did when we you got to the river, all you did when you got to every, uh, Township was that you would just buy as much ammo ammunition as you could carry, <laughs> so you could hunt buffalo all the way. <laughs> Shoot so and much, then, and there's waste and everywhere. Then your wheel would break, the yoke would break, uh, the, and the yoke broke tonight. And you would try and ford the river. You like nothing but problems because you were focused on the wrong thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Nobody knows what nobody knows what the uh, Oregon Trail is, do they? Anymore? They do. Yeah, we know. You guys Oregon, played Oregon Trail. Oh hell yeah! You I might Oregon have been the Trail? last of wave. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Kale, did you play Oregon Trail? Oregon Trail. Everyone Oregon played Trail Oregon Trail. Was the shit. Everyone got dysentery. Yeah. Okay. Everyone <laughs> got dysentery. Everyone attempted to ford yeah, the river. You always try. They, why wouldn't you try to ford the river? Like the other options were. So but the problem, the problem was, you loaded up on ammo, bro. Because the only good part of that <laughs> so game was hunting. Hunting. You shoot so many buffalo. <laughs> And they're like, you were able to save 50 pounds of meat. <laughs> yeah. 2,580 pounds of meat have been wasted. Yeah, you start to understand like how Buffalo Bill almost single-handedly wiped out the <laughs> buffalo population. Because you get that power and you immediately <laughs> abuse it. <laughs> All he did, yeah, I just felt like exactly wow. that. <laughs> Speaking about some of the world's problems right here. <laughs> Solving world problems. Slowly going the way of the buffalo. All right, what do we got here? Nuggets lose when Harrison doesn't show his ankles. Uh, Man, it's so true. I'll Harrison take, I'll take the, the responsibility on this one tonight, guys. You would get more super chats if you wear shorts. <laughs> I actually don't think that's the case. I don't think that's true. We might get less viewers. Could we do DNVR Winner's Lounge OnlyFans edition? Oh, I don't know that we have any fans. We don't have any fans for OnlyFans. We'll get the only haters. You know what I like about Vote? He has no time for the show tonight. <laughs> gotta get to Popeye. I did my, are you sweating because you made a... That's a, exactly you know, that's it. That's I did my reporting. I got accused of racism. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> you gotta face call tonight, huh? Yeah, it's time to go to bed. What, what grade would you give yourself tonight, Vote? Uh, honestly, up until I got on the show, <laughs> I, I was doing great. Hard, I was doing R rating. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. 
Cue that outro music, Kale. Cue uh, big shout out to everybody that hung with us tonight. Six hundred seventy-seven. Yo, people. you're the real ones. Throw you're a thumbs up if you can. Throw a thumbs up if you don't mind. And guess what? Tomorrow night, you want to become a subscriber to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I know you like the liveness of the show, and the podcast episodes are not always live. But expert analysis on those ones. Go comb through the 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 games and. You know, just go a little bit deeper into what happened. So you don't want to miss those. They're always entertaining, always informative. And that one will be out for you tomorrow, 24 hours from right now. So thanks, everybody. Hit the button. See you tomorrow. Let's go game two. If you guys are looking for something fun to do in Denver, check out the Colorado XOs. They play at Infinity Park in Glendale. And if you're not familiar with them, what the Colorado XOs are, they are a rugby team. But they're comprised of athletes that come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. And all these guys are elite athletes. They all possess the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. And they're all on a team now playing rugby in a full-time rugby training environment. And Rugby Town USA is hoping with these athletes to develop them and inject the U.S. national team with elite talent to help them compete on the global stage and ultimately win the Rugby World Cup. So uh, check them out. Rugby games are really fun to watch. Really one of the things that I've developed and learned here at DNVR about myself is that I actually like watching rugby. And if you want more information on them, if you want to learn about rugby more, check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast with DNVR's own Colton Strickler. He's got you covered about rugby, about the rugby scene in Colorado, and about the Colorado Exos. 